There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Uh, well, cheers, ladies. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, 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 cheers. I love these cups. Thank you. Too. They're these little um, cut-off cups. It's so rare that I drink something that isn't plastic. <laughs> yes. It's just not worth the yeah. risk. Yeah. It's like either a mug <laughs> or it's mm-hmm. something like recycled from <laughs> Chuck E. G's. Yes. Well, welcome to the Mom Cult Podcast, episode number two. Very exciting. Mm-hmm, Can't mm-hmm. believe we actually got it on a calendar and Made planned it, it, and we're here, and it's happening, mm-hmm. and all of our children are taken care of. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, we'll see. Alive and in person. Everybody's mm-hmm. in person. Yes. Um, but our special guest today is Miss Shannon Miller. Hi. Mrs. Shannon Miller. <laughs> Shannon Lee Miller. Shannon Lee Briggs Miller. Mm-hmm. And I'm Sarah Parker Massey, and I'm Joy Todd. Where are you this week? I am about three hours away from taking my second pinworm medicine <laughs> dose. So it's one of those weeks where... That old chestnut. Yeah. Yeah. Things that they don't tell you are going to happen. Mm-hmm. That your adorable, beautiful, tiny princess Dog? of a girl is going to oh. have some like... Oh, no, no. Dog. Yeah. you. I wish. Yeah. yeah. It sounds more appropriate. No, this is... Yeah. No, I had it when I was little, I think. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think I've had ringworm before as a kid. What's the difference? Oh, my goodness. Pinworms are butt? Pinworms are butt. Yeah. It is... Worms. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm... A pinworm story. I can't wait. Um, so... Makes my week seem like a breeze. Everybody has... And this is probably number one or two on, like, the gross kid illness scale, mm-hmm. I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone has them in their digestive system. Right. It's like a normal thing, but some people at times, if they have terrible personal hygiene, like a child, um, may experience a bit of what can really only be called an infestation. Um, And you know when this is happening, because your child will wake up in the night, like they do for every other ailment, um, and they'll be uncomfortable to talk about their little hiney itching. So what then the parent is meant to do if they suspect pinworms is to sneak up into their room in the night. And spread and, those little cheeks. And put a, put <laughs> a little dainty little <laughs> square of scotch tape over the child's anus. Oh. Yeah. That's not what <laughs> to my like mom keep said them from did. coming out? Well, to see in the, the morning. Do? It's like <gasps> a, it's like the worst version of tooth It's fairy. like a it's yes. like a, a glue trap. Oh. Yeah. So then you like wake up in the morning and you go back up and you're like, I wonder if we caught How many did we catch? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, And then you have to take, everyone in your home has to take this medicine that sounds like, I mean, it uh, tastes like garbage. Oh my gosh. Like banana garbage, like penicillin Mm. almost. Um, And of course the kids have to take like the tiniest little bit, but like our giant adult bodies are like, you're drinking this entire Mm -mm. bottle of Ipecac, basically, Mm -hmm. and just like tossing it back. Um, And you got to wash all your stuff. 
But I would put it above lice in grossness and yeah. under hand, foot, and mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where are you at this week, Sarah? Um, my notes say uh, penis interest. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh, which is it's it's been going on for a while. Um, but he's Parker Duke is really um, aware and interested in his penis. So we're we're which is mainly me changing his diaper. Yeah. Um, I mean, no offense, Eric changes tons of diapers. He's, um, but he, uh, when he's showing interest, um, telling him, um, yes, that's your penis, like explaining it in like in a you know normal adult way, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Did you experience that at all? Oh, or? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Different levels, I feel like. Was it, how long did that, how long I'll did never, that? It never ends. It will yeah. go on until right. the child yeah. what am I saying? is no longer with us. Please. It yeah, is an totally. old, old man. Taking right, those right. long showers as <laughs> yeah. a teenager. Right. What am I? I yeah. Know. I mean, they definitely ever... like. How about how long? <laughs> how long do they, are they into their the penis? The amount <laughs> of like fear. <laughs> their whole life, I think. <laughs> I'm a little sleep deprived. I don't think I've said that on, uh-huh. on the mic, on the hot mic. On the hot Gross. mic. <laughs> The amount of fear, though, from like that first boner, that they're like, yeah. and I'm oh, very yeah. sympathetic to, the, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I've heard that. what's I'm happening? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, Wilder, who will not listen to this ever, so I feel okay saying this. I mean, he'll be like, it just won't get down. He's like, it's been standing up all morning, and I'm like, well, you know, good, good for you. Yes. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Penis so pretty life. much that, just okay. like boy stuff. I mean, also he's like being super cute and cuddly and yeah. all the cute stuff. But that's a funny thing. Yeah. What about you? I don't know. I'm fine. I'm definitely need a new sleep plan. I just haven't wanted to have that conversation yet. Yeah. And rock the boat and change it up. So I've just been trying to eat it. And I'm trying to take the things I learned from being a mom the first time and not go down the road of like, here's what's unfair, mm-hmm. because that doesn't get you anywhere productive. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to hone in on what I need and how to ask for what I need before I have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And there are days where I'm totally fine. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to fight the resentful feelings and the unfair feelings and mm-hmm. um, yeah, but she's, She's getting so much easier. Um, we're out of the the crying for no reason or just being like, I don't know what you need. Mm-hmm. So she's getting a little less. Do twins run in your family? Oh, good question. They do not. Um, and I guess because mine are fraternal twins. They're, yeah. you know, they each had all their own stuff. Yeah. Uh, they were in separate sacks, all that. So um, before the twins... And if you want things to take a dark turn, here's where they're going to take wait. a dark turn. Okay. Um, so I got pregnant with quadruplets before that. That's right. I forgot about that. Spontaneous quadruplets. <gasps> yeah. What? Oh, my yes. gosh. I Holy can't believe shit. I forgot that. Yeah. Bomb drop. Big time. Um, wow. So, and oh. that, we knew that was not going to be a healthy pregnancy, like, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, you know, I am at peace with it. It is very, obviously, something that's terrible for someone to have to go through. And yes. every time I see someone going through it, I'm like, mm-hmm. all the memories. But my OB said afterwards, she's like, this was a freak thing. It's never going to happen again. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fair. I mean, this was an odd thing. Yeah. And then three months later, I was pregnant with twins. And she retired. <laughs> so I was like, thanks, girl. You know? <laughs> 
I'm on my own now. <laughs> I mean, did they tell you anything further than that about quadruple? That's, I haven't heard of a natural. Because you guys weren't doing yeah. in vitro or anything, right? No. Um, well, I mean, there are numerous ridiculous theories, and mm. I believe all of them a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was nursing at the time, and okay. apparently that can make, yeah. you know. That makes sense. Yeah, make your hormones a little cray-cray. Mm-hmm. Um and there is a weird correlation between multiples and these specific white sweet potatoes <laughs> that I, I know that sounds insane. No, I mean. It's, I swear, you look it up. Um, it, it might be a weak link, but maybe, maybe they just haven't counted everything. my case yeah. into the whole sweet potato right. theory. Yeah. You'd probably change the whole theory from I the theory might. into a reality. Yes. How many of those sweet potatoes were you eating? I was eating a lot of those sweet potatoes. <laughs> That's the cover of your memoirs. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and so that happened. The odds, I think, were about something like 1 in 750,000 or something totally wow. bizarre. Um, but then I thought for sure that was an isolated thing. Yeah. But not. Not so. So mm-hmm. Buckley has a vasectomy now <laughs> after those Clearly. experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we are done. Thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Hudson is baby B, the younger twin, by 19 minutes. Love. Um, and he is hilarious, obsessed with music, has huge baby cheeks still that I hope he never loses. Oh, he won't. He better not. Love. He Definitely better won't. not. And he's, um, he's autistic and brilliant and mostly non-speaking, but very, very opinionated. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And you are a writer. I am. Yes. I am. I'm a ghostwriter, mostly. Nice. Yeah. Or a book doula, as I'm often called. So I kind of help people get their ideas together, get them out in the world. And um, Do you yeah. have a preference of what you like doing better? Um, I honestly, and this is, I think, part of a kid's thing, is I really enjoy being somebody's champion now. Like, I love being in somebody's corner. And I did not know that about myself before kiddos yeah but now if i can help somebody get their the most of them into their project as possible that's yeah. where i want to be what i want to be doing yeah for sure especially when you know how limited their time and energy is it really makes you want to use the time that you're given to help them like, to be as productive as possible yes yeah and i mean i see people now so infrequently that i'm like if i'm gonna get you in a room you're gonna leave yeah. thinking you're the most magnificent creation <laughs> that <laughs> It's ever happened. I think we're going to feel that way when we leave. I'm I already starting so. to feel that way. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, then I'm glad you're getting some time to spotlight you and how amazing you are. <laughs> yes. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your your story. You can kind of pick your own highlight reel or the things Fantastic. you feel like are worth touching on I'm or gonna, not. I'm going to leave out all the terrible stuff. I want to get stuff. to know you. Um, well, I've been in Nashville for about... I think 14 years now, which is a crazy amount of time that I just have 14 spare years of adulthood Mm -hmm. kicking around. Um, And I came down here working in music publishing and was a, you know, songwriter at the time, had a three-year contract and said, you know, Nashville sounds very fun and very new and a lot warmer than Toronto. So I'm going to scoot down there for a bit. Met Buckley, my husband here, um, and just decided you know, this is it. This is where we're going to be. This is a great quality of life, great town, great place to have a family. Like, let's go for it. So got married. A couple years later, had Wilder. And then the the real fun started. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the word? 
Yeah, it's not maybe <laughs> all fun, but the uh, the beginning of the family journey, anyhow, yes. was with him, for sure. But Twins is fun, and I highly recommend it. Well, and, and the fact that you could go into Twins being relieved. No one's oh, relieved to find I out they like, have Twins, but you were like, whew. They make yeah. products this is gonna this be situation. A, this is going to be a right. piece of cake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They have like a couple of things for quads. Yeah, but not many. I have two sets of twin nephews, but and they do run in my family. Um, but one of them is not like was from uh, fertility stuff. Yeah, like wine. Yeah, so it's really interesting. But quad. Okay, so got pregnant with quadruplets, miscarried, three months later, pregnant with twins. Yes. What was the process of getting prepared for twins like? Well, um, seeing as I could actually go to a store and buy products, I really was, to a, and like, to a certain degree, relieved. Mm-hmm. But I was also very sick. Well, I thought it was going to be just like a slightly larger, you know, single pregnancy. And it's not. It's like having two separate pregnancies at the exact same time. <laughs> that sounds so hard. I mean, it ended up, I had probably what was a really easy twin pregnancy compared to some people. I mean, I didn't deliver until they were like 38 weeks. Right. They both went out the front door. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, whatever you want to call it. If I'm, it's still yeah. considered a door. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. more like that Hanger. construction netting now. Yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> flopping around at the side of the just road. Just like not the most, yeah. like it's not the most welcoming. No. <laughs> No, there's practically a beware sign, yeah, like caution tape no all reef. around. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was pretty, pretty easy. And um, you know, other than having to push twice, which is unpleasant, no mm. one really told me I was going to have to do that until right. I was in there. Yeah, it was pretty easy, and they were pretty easy babies. Um, you know, especially I think you, there is nothing like becoming a mother for the first time. That right. is going to rock your world yeah. more than, I mean, in my experience, more than anything else. Yeah. So I fe- I was prepared in that respect. And yeah. That I was already momming pretty hard. Yeah. You, you already had made room in your life to work around this new person. Yeah. So it's just adding some more people to that space that's already been made. Yes, exactly. Um, what? Uh, oh, shoot. What was I going to ask? I wanted to know how long you pushed with each while you're thinking of your sure, question. Yeah. I know oh. that's real specific if you know. No. Um, I, gosh, let me think. I know there were 19 minutes between them, and Everly came out pretty quick. Like, I was real, and I don't know what it is about me, because I'd already had a baby, and I knew, like, don't bear down and go for it. Like, you are going to rip your entire body open. But I did, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that was probably maybe like a half hour of pushing. And then um, HUD had flipped. Because when the first baby comes out, the second baby's like, oh, look at all this room. <laughs> so he was sideways, and they had to, um, yeah, they had to move him. I'm making a very uncomfortable dance Flipping move right it. now. Really cool looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that was un- that was deeply unpleasant. But, um, you know, I think that was maybe 20 minutes of pushing. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is it, do people have multiples with no drugs? Is that like a, an option or is everyone just like, no, it's just assumed that you're going to have an epidural? I mean, it is definitely an option that I did not take. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, I mean, some people, I think, do it, but the concern is that something will happen, and then if you don't have an epidural, then you're going to have to go, like, under, under. Right, And you're going to wake up, and there's going to be babies on top of you. Right, right. right. And, yeah. You'll have kind of missed the whole thing. Yes, yes. Which, looking back, I'm like, well... (laughs) It wouldn't have been the worst (laughs) thing. (laughs) I've seen one, yeah. (laughs) I saw the first one. It's all the same. (laughs) I mean, it would have been great to not have the knowledge that I pooed on the lady. Right. You know, like, I don't know that that makes me a stronger person Oh, that's today. always my first question. Yeah, I asked, and I think that I did, but that my doctor wouldn't tell me, which I think is nice. I, asked, yeah. I didn't even ask the doctor. I just asked my sister with, with Ava. Oh. I was like, um, so what, what was, she was like, just, just a little bit. Just a very right elegant totally fine. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was very elegant. Yeah. And then I asked Jeremy with, um, with Penny, and I, he said yes, but I think. There wasn't really much discussion after that, but yeah. I'm just always curious. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking about it either time. You think about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. think about it at all in the moment. And then I think about it immediately after it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just remember the nurse just kind of slyly just <laughs> tapping something away. <laughs> just swatting mm-hmm. it. And kind of looking concerned, you know, like, huh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I think she had corn. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I took your corn. Job. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> Quick draw. <laughs> corn, 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 corn. <laughs> um, okay, I'm I'm so naive about autism in general, so I definitely don't want to ask any stupid questions. Um, what what were the first things that you noticed? Mm-hmm. Had you already known about it? And notice some things, or did you notice some things, and then decide to do some research, or how did how does that how did that all kind of unfold? Um, I think Hud Bud was like about fifteen months, maybe, and he was just super duper, and I love this about him; he still is to this day, into music like nobody else. I remember the exact song we were listening to; we were listening to No Diggity. And he was in his world. He was like, yes, it is me and Blackstreet, and we are doing this. What does that look like? Is he just, like, moving around? Is he just, like, tapping on the floor? Tapping, rocking. He rocks. um, And he puts himself to sleep that way still. He'll just fold himself over. It's the cutest thing in the whole world. So cute. Um, But at that point, I was like, huh, hmm. Um, And then I just kind of I kept my eye on it for a long time. Um, And... You know, maybe a few months later, I, I noticed that he was just just really into different stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and he still is. He has a different brain. It's an awesome brain, um, but it's different than mine. And he did have some deficits as far as like fine motor stuff and speech. His speech was delayed. Um, he still is limited mm-hmm. with, with speaking, very communicative. But as far as actually speaking to me, yeah, um, it's... It's been a little slower to come. Um, but after that point, we started speech and OT um, and early intervention with the gut with like TEIS, which is the Tennessee Early Intervention Services or system. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I was very, very at peace with having a neurodivergent kid. I mean, I have made a ton of mistakes in learning the language and how to talk about it. The train's just getting closer. It is. <laughs> I kept yeah. thinking, oh, it's fine. We're on the track. <laughs> it's a It gets louder every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But um, and you're fine with it. You're saying, yeah. I mean, it's been the probably the best parenting experience I could ever have because mm. I'm seeing little bits of the world anyway in a totally wow <laughs> loud train. Um, I get to see a little bit of a world that not many other people get to see, and yeah. that's pretty extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my kids are amazing. Wilder was with me the day that HUD got diagnosed. Um, we were at Vanderbilt, and we had the, he was th- about three, HUD was, um, and we'd had the appointment for like ever and ever and got on the wait list and got in. Um, and after we were done, we had a great time. Everyone was really nice. Um, they give you the, you know, the packet, which you hold, but mostly ignore, mm-hmm, um, yeah. and walk out. And Wilder was so excited. He goes, Mom, Hudson passed his autism test. And oh, I was like, so sweet. you know what? You are right. He did. And this is the exact way that our family's going to be. And we're going to handle this because yeah. he did. And he's amazing. And, you know, we're all here to support him mm-hmm. and help him and love him. And it's been really good. Have you watched the, did you watch On the Spectrum, the show? Was Love it the, on the Spectrum? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was like one of the best parts of 2020. Yeah. Well, getting to watch that show. I think it's really important and amazing that a lot of these shows are coming out, but that they're actually featuring autistic people. Right. Um, and hopefully as many autistic people as possible are involved in the development of these shows mm-hmm. and, you know, on the crew and editing and all of that right, stuff right. and just guiding the process because, you know, I and one mistake I've made in all of this is... Um, you know, learning a lot from other moms, which is fantastic. Learning with other moms is amazing. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> um, and talking to doctors and reading studies and things like that. But for the first couple of years, I didn't talk to many people that were autistic. Mm-hmm. And those have been wow. the best teachers and yeah. will continue to be. Um, and it's really humbling as a parent because you see the mistakes that you make. Mm-hmm. Um but it's worth it and like what a resource to have and how selfless of those people to actually say, you know, I'm going to talk about this thing that was traumatizing to me as a child right. that I didn't like so somebody else can possibly avoid that with their child. Right. That's really interesting. Has there been a thing on the top of that list that you feel like you learned from another autistic person that you were like, oh, I've been doing this with Hudson yes. and I need to stop? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, and this was a really hard thing for me, is that... Um, as a writer, I think I started to take on a little bit of his narrative, which isn't fair because I don't know what mm-hmm. he feels and I don't what he's thinking what he's thinking. And it's not my story to share, really. Right. I can share the amazing adventure of parenting him. And I will sing the praises of that journey every day. Um, well, I mean, most days he can still be a turd like any other kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, that's really where I had to stop and say, like, okay, you know, am I really doing this right? Is mm-hmm. this is this for me or is it for him? Right. Um, and it, it's just, you know, uh, I think you get, especially in my work, I get so used to telling other people's stories. It's second nature to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't have his consent. He's five. He's, right. you know, well, almost six. Um, and that's really his opportunity to take when he's ready if he wants to yeah yeah i know that you mentioned um when i was talking about you coming on the podcast and the topics we were going to hit and when 
we talked about autism being one of them that you were unsure of how far you wanted to go into that conversation because there's a lot of controversy around the Mm -hmm. topic and can you touch a little bit more on what that means and what the controversies are yeah um i mean i think for me the main hesitation was just that i'm not autistic and i'm definitely 100 percent not the best person to to tell anybody what that is like right um and those are truly the voices that we should be listening to right now um but also there are a lot of people that believe different things about autism and its origins mm-hmm. and it's loaded. It's painful for a lot of people to talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, I think some of the language that we tend to use around surrounding autism can be really painful for someone who's autistic to hear. Um, and similarly, there are parents that are going through this, you know, just getting their child diagnosed and maybe picturing a new future, a new life. Some people may feel as though there's a period of mourning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it can be a lot to process. Um, and I don't want to tell somebody how to process that. Right. You know, it's we've been really lucky, and I, I count myself as very lucky, to have been able to be really pumped about him. And yeah. But, there, I mean, it can be difficult. And yeah. everybody's child is very different, and everybody on the spectrum is very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have just a a general, as a parent, advice that you would give? Or is it, do you feel like it's too tailored to what the specific situation is? Or is there a couple things that can kind of cover the the gamut of Um, how to be the best parent to, yeah, I guess I mean, I can tell you how to be like a medium parent. (laughs) Like a four out of ten, if anyone's interested in that. What number are you shooting four for? <laughs> Let's not aim too high. Um, I think one of the best things that I did was make my own milestones with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like when was the first time that I saw him truly in love with something? You know, screw walking, screw, you know, the first time he ate a broccoli or whatever. Right, right. Mm-hmm. When was he truly happy? What does he truly love? Um, you know, when did he reach for my face for the first time? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, you are allowed to have a totally different journey than the pediatric society says right. you're going to, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. And some people will. Like, that's just what it is. What it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, and, and probably since I work mostly in books, I love, I have loved reading books by autistic authors. Um, there's a great book called The Reason I Jump, and it's written by a 13-year-old, mostly non-speaking boy, as far as I know, and I hope I'm not getting that wrong. Um, and it's just a fantastic, beautiful account of what it feels like for him. Yeah. And I found a lot of beauty in it and a lot of comfort. And, um, you know, it's – my kid is leading – what are the chances? What are doing? Um, so there's a painter. He's mm-hmm. he's scraping. He's um, right sanding. out the window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't like that. Oh my goodness! We just call him out. <gasps> wow. I saw. But the mom in me is like, "You're working so hard, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You're showing craftsmanship." <laughs> I uh, I saw them when I pulled up you know, on the ladders on the walls. And I was like, okay, 
That might be a thing. Maybe not. Yeah. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. But like everything else in motherhood, what are you going to do? Roll with Mm -hmm. the punches. Surrender. Yes. Lean in, ladies. (laughs) This is all a metaphor. The train, the painter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, Shannon. Down to some questions for you. Questions. Fantastic. What is the biggest struggle for you in this current phase that you're in? Hmm. Well, there are many. Of course. Um, I think for me... I should say struggles. Struggles. Plural. Yes. Um, This needs to be a longer program. uh, (laughs) This should be a separate podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What's just called What's going wrong with Shannon today? (laughs) There are 75 episodes in the season. Shannon struggles. Um, (laughs) I think remembering that I'm one person is difficult and that work Shannon and mom Shannon are not separate people Mm. that I am the same broad with the same Mm -hmm. needs Mm -hmm. um and I you know I need to take care of myself I can't expect those two halves of myself um to carry a full load so I think it's just Mm. learning to set boundaries with work and with home um and trying to understand that like I am a 37 year old woman and I'm doing my best mm-hmm. and that's that's enough like that is that is enough and I can go to bed at night knowing that I'm doing my best mm-hmm. what um when do you feel like you turned that corner to to kind of just let that be the reality and go I yeah you know what I'm enough screw all the other voices in my head um is that something that you struggle with on and off or did you feel like you hit an age or a point in your life when you were like yeah i'm done with this i feel like and this is a whole other road you may not want to go down but you know i spent a lot of my life very unhealthy very addicted very sick Mm -hmm. um and I feel like I truly have gotten a second chance. Yeah. And I owe a lot of my health, especially my mental health, to my kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's not, it's untenable for me to worry about certain things. And mm-hmm. it's not worth my time. Right. And it's certainly not worth my life or the quality of their lives. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, it's just not something I can do as a human and can and continue to function well. Yes. Yeah. Is, is to expect more of myself than is possible yeah did you struggle with body issues post wilder getting back to your body or and did that shift after the twins was it hardest after the twins or had you already kind of come to terms with i had come to terms with it earlier and i was i mean very bulimic and and addicted in in more of a chemical way Mm -hmm. and i've heard a lot of other people that have struggled with bulimia specifically um talking about this is where it becomes almost like a self-soothing routine Mm -hmm. um more of like a a sensory input thing interesting yeah Yeah. um and that's definitely what it was for me um but i think parenthood pregnancy all that stuff i mean i love my body now i love it and it's lumpy and it's broken (laughs) in a lot of ways and everything is not where it once was um but it's exactly as it should be you know um and so that like pregnancy gave me such a healthy respect for my body and love for my body and also i mean 
it just helped me realize like you are supposed to journey in your body not with it you know you should never be on a mission to love yourself like that is something that you should be born with and retain right you know Mm -hmm. do things in your body take it with you places but don't fight against it use it you Mm -hmm. know use it as a tool to fight against the other shit that really matters Mm -hmm. right i love that yeah, this has been really helpful for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again. Yet again. <laughs> um, okay, question number two. Um, what do you wish someone would have told you before you had kids? I wish they would have told me that there was going to be an enormous pandemic and that, <laughs> yeah, that I was going to be homeschooling that everyone. That would have been really cool to have yes, a, that a heads been, up on that. Yes. Um, I are they back at school? They are not yet, but next year very hopeful um but yeah that would have been great information um you know just that they are growing up in an entirely different world i don't think any of us could have really predicted Mm -hmm. our kids would be growing up in and and we're processing it all together you know um and that's delicate and you don't have a lot of time to figure out like what's my approach going to be about the whole like despotism thing happening in america like how are we going to talk about that <laughs> you know there's not no one yeah, there's no ha- there's no handbooks that yeah are being... they haven't written that they didn't right. get time to write that one right um so it's really sitting down and trying to be honest with them about that stuff on the flip side um i would really have liked to have known how all-consuming children's birthday parties are mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, your yeah. entire life is going to become children's birthday parties. You're going to eat so much cake. Other mm-hmm. kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um. yeah. You're going to go to a backyard every weekend, and there's going to be a giant inflatable structure, and everyone's going to throw mm-hmm. their kids inside. And you're going to be expected to be fine with all that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one knows what's happening in there. There's a lot of screaming. Maybe a grown-up peeks in now and then. Maybe someone, is it a, are they crying? Or are they happy screaming? Yeah. We don't really know, yeah. but just zip it down and yeah, walk away. exactly. Yeah, the bouncy <laughs> castle factor is terrifying. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese is a baby casino. <laughs> like, their eyes glaze over, and they're, like, just, you know, yeah, shoving their tickets in true. and trying to get them. And the trampoline parks are probably my least favorite. Oh, I tried to go, Sarah, when she got engaged. Oh, girl. Um, for your birthday. Yes. The year after you got engaged, you went to one for, of those places. And that's where you asked me to be your maid of honor. Or wow. Matron. No, maid. Maid, yeah. Because your sister was matron of honor. I didn't remember but that. But I, I had just had Ava not long before that. And I, that was my first experience of understanding why moms don't jump on trampolines anymore. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just peeing on myself. Yeah. And I don't oh. have to pee. Like, it's mm-hmm. just Everywhere. fluid is leaving yeah. my yeah. body. And this makes so much sense now. Why you hit an age and go... I don't really do the trampoline thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember that day so specifically. And then somebody with us, like, what did he break his ankle? Yeah. Yeah. Someone's always breaking their ankle at those I broke places. my nose on a trampoline. Not a fan. Why did Why you I... have a party at the trampoline place, Sarah? Listen. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I mean, someone is like, it's like a birthday party. And then you show up and there's like a stack of paperwork that you are like filling out and your kids going in the party. And they're yeah, like, you're signing your life away. And you have to like pay $14 for a pair of socks that you have oh, to right, wear. That, there. Yes. Was, I, What's okay. up with yeah. that? I was, I was back I to a backyard party socks. and I was like, why are you signing something? At the back? <laughs> no, idiot. No. <laughs> but yeah, those parties, I'm like, I don't know if like this dude, Brandon, who's like 
14 <laughs> yeah. years old is really going to make sure that my son doesn't do a backflip. Right. As a parent, where you currently are at, is there anything that you feel like you're fighting, feeling guilty about, or do you have any any kind of outward mom expectations that have been put on your shoulders that you feel like you're ready to let go of? I do not feel guilty about a damn thing. <laughs> Has having a child with autism been a big part of that? Has that kind of forced you to push through that faster than maybe someone else? Maybe so. I've never thought of it that way, but maybe so, yeah. I mean, I think, I know I'm doing my best, and I yeah. know that my kids are, are loved, and I think, you know, there's so much, with motherhood, there's so much, like, fear-mongering and, like, mm-hmm. expectation building before the babies even get here. And I'm like, y'all are going to do great, if I'm doing great, like, you're going to do great. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Don't feel guilty for being a human being, you know. Be humble and, you know, respectful of your kids. And, you know, I think the rest just follows. Yeah. I don't do it perfectly, but I also don't feel bad if I make a mistake. Yeah. Mm, that felt good. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I feel that. Yeah, same. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's important. Like <laughs> it is. It is this is hard work, you know? Yeah. And I don't know how you feel, Sarah, but like I I was a stay at home mom full on. Full on. Um I was a full on full on I was a full on stay at home mom until I was thirty five. <laughs> about that time, yeah, about until I was thirty five. And um and it's just so hard yes oh it's my god so, so hard, hard. Yeah. it is easier for me to have work uh, listen oh, yeah. i literally said that last yeah. night i was yeah to when i've had to just do that when i when i focus and for a few hours but all the time i mean i i work from home and i there's always people contacting me so i, I get to check out of that it's a it's a lot i should think through how to express it but yes mm-hmm. like and yeah yeah no i think it's just um Like I, I mean, you know, like everyone knows, there is an isolating component of it being just about your kids. Mm-hmm. And when you can get any semblance of you mattering in any capacity outside of your kids, it just gives you a little dose of like, okay, I still matter outside of this tiny world. And I know that this tiny world that I'm overseeing is so important right. and it's the most important thing I will ever do. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. But like, you gotta have other stuff, something giving you life outside of that. Because with your kids, you are giving and giving and giving and giving. And you got to have something giving to you so that you have something to keep giving to your kids. Yeah. Which leads to the last question, which is like, what helps you keep your well full and what helps you kind of stay afloat in, in being able to provide your kids what they need? What are, what are the things that you need in order to do that? Um, I know running is a big thing for Running you. is a big thing. That's probably my, like, has been my healthiest choice that I've ever made in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but my hips hurt right now, so maybe not, you know. No, I had to stop. <laughs> my, my left yeah. hip hurt so bad that I yeah. had to stop running, and I, I really miss it. Um, it's the only time in my life I'm doing just one thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't, yeah. listen, I don't even listen to music. I just That's get cool. out and I go. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really soothing. It's great for me to be outside and only worry about myself. Mm-hmm. And I think also with 
after you have a kid, um, and I don't just mean like if you like physically have a kid, like mm-hmm. any mother, it's such a physical job. Like, totally. I'm mm-hmm. like, you can do anything now. Let's see what you can do. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm at with my body. I'm like, all right, if you can like carry this 60 pound kid around all day long, what else can you do? Like, let's see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really love running and kind of pushing those boundaries a little bit um, or sometimes a lot. <laughs> um, and I think for me, work is definitely is helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of what you were saying, it's it's being it's giving me something it's even just hearing thank you which often like a tiny little baby is right. not going to be like or an adult conversation yes. that you're having you're like okay yes. that was so effortless yeah um so those i think are are my main things and yeah. i you know i think just letting myself go to bed early mm-hmm. not like having firm boundaries and saying no to a lot of shit yeah mm-hmm. And not doing so, feeling bad about it. Yeah. Like, if I show up and I don't want to be there, I'm not really showing up. Right. So what's the point? Right. You know? Hmm. Nice. It's good. What about you, Sarah? What, what fills the well yeah. for you right now? Work? Oh. Um, work. I make, I do something physical every day. Um, listen, this is a lot. I got to have a lot of things. I do uh, I do mantras every day. I meditate for ten minutes, but I do I can do like a walking meditation, so I'll do mm-hmm. it consciously. Therapy, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. Um, but I feel you. You mentioned this in our like I guess pre-interview, but it wasn't really five minutes or whatever when we just met Shannon. That um, uh, and you think you probably said it on some level today that motherhood focused you, didn't you say that it brought or yeah gave you um in that that is how it feels for me in a massive way um and i don't know if it's i would i've thought about it a lot i don't want to i don't know not give myself any kind of credit or but i it it feels like giving to someone else or or showing up for someone else i just look at him and i'm just like like today, even I made like some healthy choice of like throwing away the rest of my birthday cake to, right. you know what I'm saying? To um, that small a choice, but um, so a lot of different things. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of self care mm-hmm. stuff. Mostly mostly mindfulness, um, uh, that kind of thing. Journaling. <laughs> oh, journaling. Mental so mental health journaling. managing. Yeah. Um, and it helps and is huge. And I've never been more consistent with things than yeah. with this. Mm-hmm. So if you are really um, scattered and ADD and always late and um, just like doing a job, but confused about it, having just maybe having a kid will help. I can't say for sure, but yeah. Could be hit or miss, but for you, it worked out great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you? Ooh, right now with the four-month-old, I'm really trying to get myself dressed and out of the house because I know my window of time with, like, we get the New York Times every day, and I love doing the crossword. So I will 
take the crossword and I will take her to a coffee shop and she's just in the car seat the whole time and I do the crossword and I could work on a scene for acting class or whatever. But I know my time is limited with her being content in the car seat. Eventually she's going to be sitting next to me and knocking glasses of water over and reaching for things and like it's not going to be easy Mm -hmm. getting her out. It's going to be about taking her where she needs to go to be entertained. Right now, I still have the luxury of choosing what I want to do with my time just with a baby by me. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to really take advantage of the time frame that I have of going, this is, this will not be this way forever. So yes, I would rather just sit on the couch and wear the same clothes for five days in a row and not put my contacts in. Uh, So I've just been pushing myself to be like, no, just put your contacts in, put a bra on get out of the house, dress her up all cute, and go have a coffee and do the crossword and, you know, kill a couple hours. That's a big deal, So, mm-hmm. I'd say. That's definitely something that I learned from the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, it won't, there are some perks to this age. Yeah. Right? Like, it's yes. easy to feel like the very beginning is just so all-consuming and you're so needed all the time. But I know now the perks of the age, so I'm trying to take advantage of those. That's smart. That is smart. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd done more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shannon doesn't know about Pop Culture Corner. <gasps> I haven't told her about Pop Culture Corner. Question. Question. Do you um, have a favorite show, or is there any any of them, uh, like any Real Housewives? Do you watch any of the Real Housewives? Um, I do Real Housewives, Bachelor. I could. I'm like a. Right, okay. a host, I'm a historian. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking. Yeah. Oh, we're finally getting to the important yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Good. Yes. Okay, Bachelor good. for okay, sure. Good. Okay. 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 Just running through the <laughs> topics. Um, Claire Crawley, um, oldest bachelorette in history. Okay. They like to say that a lot. Okay. Um, and like the first, she pre, like the pandemic started. She started. The, well, all right. Well, I wasn't prepared. Um, I did practice last time. She. Um, uh, Okay, this guy, Dale, super good looking. He was obviously better looking than everybody else that's ever even been on the show, I think. And it was clear that she was going to pick him. And within like the first, I don't know, three days, she had just been like, let's shut it down. This yeah. is the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were engaged. Let's save everybody some yeah. time. <laughs> Literally. She, and then they brought in another bachelorette. And then they kept, this is the funnest part to me, they kept the same bachelorettes i mean bachelors same bachelors from are you listening yes. same bachelors from they kept the same bachelors like that came for claire they kept them for the next girl oh yeah that's a good like that's a good info thing i feel like i learned something again i learned something Oldest, last time and, too and she in the minute 38 and it's like not that old i mean it's not it's not old at all it's not what i meant but they were <laughs> listen definitely... i'm 35 i'm not saying that's that was dumb of that was just a slip of the tongue i am <laughs> very excited about entering the 40s when they I've already yeah. I like forties. I'm still a little wary. Oh, no. I'm just mad that I'm turning 37 this summer, and I feel like 36 never counted because of COVID, and that we should all just get a pass on a year. I would take it. I'd take an extra year. Like if we all agree, yeah. What's right? the big deal in doing that? Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm in agreement. Like and anybody honestly, else, yeah. everybody can do it. it. Doesn't have to just be me. Yeah. Like what's the worst consequence? We're bending a lot of rules. I'd say let's just we're making a lot of exceptions. Mm -hmm. Why can't that be one of them? All right, Shannon, thank you so much 
for joining us today. I'm so glad I got to see you and catch up with you. And thank you for bringing the wine. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you both. You're just nice to meet you in real life. You make my my struggles seem like really pathetic compared to the the mountains that you've had to climb and just I'm with a smile on your face. Yeah, I'm incredibly in awe of not just your parenting, but your writing for since I've known you has been like I struggle on that line of like, oh, I love her writing and I'm also really jealous that I can't write that good. (laughs) Because you have that perfect balance of being genuine and funny. And it is clearly what you were put on this planet to do. Yeah. Well, thank you. It is very, very helpful to hear that. And remember that climbing mountains is fun. It is is, a recreation activity. People even do it indoors these days. Yeah. So you just get the right gear. You're good to go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 